Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Christy. We are having conversations of a not-so-balanced life. Our goal here is to help you get past the good enough phase of life and begin your growth journey. We are a community of women supporting women. Good morning. Welcome back. Christy and I are here together today. Hi, guys. And we are super excited to get this started. So last week, I um, kind of flew solo simply because, you know, life and work and, you know, that happens. Christy's got some things that on her mind that she would like to share with us. So I, without further ado, take it away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's just drink my coffee. <laughs> I'm just going to drink. So I, I decided coffee wasn't enough for me this morning. So I'm drinking a monster. I don't do that very often, but I need it this week. I've been, so Megan got me into a book this week. So I stayed up way too late. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> listening to the book and then last night I was like oh I'm going to bed super early and then I started working on writing the book that I've been working on and so then I got sidetracked for that and I didn't get in bed till late so yeah it's been one of those weeks so monster today but anyways I guess this has been on my mind for a while um it was just I feel like I'm one of those people that like takes me a while to process it's got a simmer really is it has simmer for a while and I think when Megan did her you know recorded the podcast solo last week that what she talked about it really kind of was that last thing that like puzzle piece that I needed to like you know get my mind to where I was like oh yeah okay that's what I've been thinking about and I think that it's funny because I feel like over the last year and a half I um haven't been as focused on living in the framework that we preach whereas Megan really has and I think that's what I want to discuss today because I feel like, okay. um, I think, you know, for me, it was years of putting in the work and, you know, meditating, working on, you know, needing to control things less, learning how to set healthy boundaries, soul searching, learning to trust myself and my intuition, keeping my life on track and making decisions based on, you know, how I wanted my year to feel. And I was like, you know, I got to a point with the, the year where I switched my word because I thought it was going to be abundance and it wasn't. When I thought it was going to be abundance, I was kind of like, you know, by golly, I've done it, guys. Like, this is the pinnacle of everything. This is I now I can just figure it out. This, I figured it out. This is, I can just bask in this abundance that I've created, right? Check this box because I love checking some damn boxes and Yes. She needs to do (laughs) like. Yes. Life figured out. Check. Check. (laughs) Why did I even think that was a realistic goal? I don't know. Doesn't make sense. But per usual, the universe saw what I was doing and was like, yeah, we're going to wipe that smile right off your face. So (laughs) here's another curveball. Yes, here's a curveball. But, you know, then things really started to get murky and messy. And before that, my steps had felt very clear when I was kind of on the, you know, few years of growth journey and really figuring out kind of what I wanted out of life. I felt like things were very clear. And all of a sudden it was just like fog rolled in and I could barely see the step that I was standing on, let alone the one in front of me. Yeah. And that must've been, I mean, just from the outside looking in, that's hard. That's just hard for any one person to go through. Yeah. But I think, you know, looking back and it took me, it's funny because I feel like go through these different things in life. And I think I'm at a point in life where I, I can recognize that good, bad, or neutral, like there, there was something in that that was teaching me something 
And I think that it's funny though, because it's like, why did it take me so long to learn that lesson? <laughs> like how many times did the universe try to show me what yes. I needed to know? And I, <laughs> I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. I resonate with that so much. <laughs> I needed to be like smacked in the face with it like a hundred times, maybe more. I was like, oh, this is what you're trying to tell me. Okay. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Got it. Now we can move on. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the things over the last year and a half that I've learned is really, you know, life was trying to teach me that we are never done learning, which I knew that, right? Like I'm a lifelong learner at heart. And I think it was just, I, and I've said this multiple times before, like I am most comfortable in a happy state. And so sitting in discomfort is hard for me, fortunately and unfortunately, like that, that's (laughs) double-edged sword, right? Right. That's kind of where I was. And just learning to be comfortable in those ups and downs. And I think I saw a reel and I posted it to the Intentional as a Mother Instagram account yesterday. And it was talking about, you know, true healing is not just getting to your best self. I mean, I think that is part of it, right? Because I think as you heal and learn how to just navigate the world, you do, you you can put your best self out to the world. But I think you're you're never always going to be that person. Like there's always going to be, a dark side, if you will. There's always going to be moments where you don't feel like you're doing your best or you're mad or you're triggered by something. Um, I think just learning how to love yourself through the ups and downs through all of it. Yeah. Yep. And when you are triggered, identifying how can I, you know, yes, I'm triggered. Let's sit with that for a minute. But it, you know, how can I adjust my thinking on this one thing? You know, I, I think out of everything that you've just said what's important is that you have recognized right you've learned the lesson now you can you've identified that you're not sitting in the framework and now you have the opportunity to adjust for sure I like knew that I wasn't like I wasn't gratitude journaling as often I wasn't meditating as often I think I almost felt I don't know just kind of like outside of Like I couldn't do those things. Like I couldn't sit still long enough to do those things for whatever reason. Um, And I finally feel like I've gotten gotten back to that place where I- I think it's safe to say that subconsciously, you know the reason, right? Like you know why I can't sit down and think about these things because they're hard and they're hurtful. And it's going to take me out of this calm space that I'm in right now. So I'm not going to take that pause and I'm not going to do the things that are going to help me get over it because I'm not ready to face it yet. Yeah, I, I feel like the mantra for me, and I've said it, I've said it on here before, but it's just funny. I feel like the mantra for me over the last two years, and I had to tell myself this frequently, is be more like be more like a river, less like a rock. And I would literally repeat that to myself when I felt like I was trying to have too much control over the situation. Yeah. What I liked about what you said, well, I don't know if liked is the right word because because here you are being vulnerable with us and I can appreciate how difficult that is. But what hit home for me was um, that you are working on being more flexible and not, you know, you aren't in control of everything and identifying like what it is that you have control over and that's what you're focusing on. Um, Because I think for me, a lot of what I've done in the last year and a half, two years has been setting boundaries, like you said, setting boundaries and identifying what I can control. 
And then once I had a handle on those two things, I feel like everything else kind of fell into place because I find myself like needing to control every situation. I need to be in charge of everything. And um, that's unhealthy. That's just not, it's not healthy. And you can't control everything. And then you worry and then you stress and then it wastes a lot of time worrying. Yeah. Well, and I feel like I've got, I've finally gotten to a place where I'm in this space of just kind of being good either way, right? Like I'm good if things go a certain way, I'm good if they go another way. I feel like I feel more like myself and comfortable with me and knowing that I'm truly good enough. Yeah. Content. It Like I've made peace with whatever happens. I think that's yeah. great. Yeah. I think yeah. that's great. That doesn't make it any less difficult. It doesn't make, you know, either of the choices um, or, you know, the, the life things that we're navigating any less hard. It just means that you're in a healthy place to kind of absorb the difficulty. Yeah. Thanks for being vulnerable with us. Being vulnerable sucks. It does. <laughs> it does. But with no, from, it's good, it's good. from that place of vulnerability comes healing, right? Yeah. And so being able to identify what you need to heal from and starting to heal from it is, you know, a really good place to be. Well, and I think even though being vulnerable and, you know, showing folks your true self is hard, I think that it's worth it. And I think my personality in general is I put up, I put up the front that I have, you know, that I'm not emotional, (laughs) but I am emotional. And I think, but I think that, you know, when you're vulnerable and authentic with other people, like that's where you make true connections. And that's where sort of the magic of life is when you're just, when you stay at surface level, you're, you're, you're not going to truly know people. That's, you know, part of what I've been working on over the last few years is really just being able to be my authentic self um, more freely. I think, you know, those, those who I know and love dearly, they, they see the real me, but a lot of people don't because I don't know, that's just that's just who I am. Like it, it take, I have to really trust you to, to let you in. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause behind the smiling face and the laughing and the joking is somebody who's healing and, and doing the work and being resilient and facing all the things that come your way. Um, there's been a lot that's been thrown at you in the last year. And so it's good that you, that we, it's good that we are here together and having these conversations to help you and help others in your situation push past those barriers and those walls and those things. Well, and I think it's just helpful to, to share, you know, share kind of the journey and recognize that no two journeys are the same and that there's always going to be even when you think you have it all figured out there's always going to be things that are thrown into you that you then have to come back curveballs that you you have to figure out how to how to deal with and and that's Mm -hmm. okay that's that's life yeah so I sat through a presentation not to completely take this um sidetrack but yeah so I can I can see the emotion that you're feeling and I am uncomfortable with emotion. So I must <laughs> I <love> change, <laughs> change the topic to something. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Of course, of course, if we needed to sit in this emotion, we would. Um, but this is a 30 minute podcast. So <laughs> I sat through a presentation yesterday and um, at a local high school, they had, you know, 11th and 12th graders come in and play the game of life, basically. And they were given scenarios where they were 
single, married, um, with kids, without kids, um, and then what their jobs were and what their salaries were. And then they had to go to like different stores and buy furniture for their house. And then they had to understand what was needed to live in a house, you know, insurance and utilities and maintenance. And, and then there was this crystal ball that sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not. And that's the game of life, right? They would pick pick something out of that crystal ball and it could be an unexpected bill or it could be you won the lottery or well but you know the things that you and I have talked about before where it's like they don't teach this in high school they are now because the needs of high school students have changed and they're you know there was a whole you know table to do your taxes every year and how to do that and it I just thought that was fascinating because I mean they talked to a student afterwards and the student was like yeah, it was really, um, really difficult. I was surprised at how expensive furniture is. Um, that wasn't something that I'd considered, but um, fortunately I was single and didn't have kids and very little student debt. So I was able to afford furniture, but my friends couldn't. <laughs> and it was so funny um, to see these teenagers kind of learn these life lessons. I thought that was such a, a great activity and I hope more schools start to do that. So my oldest this morning, actually, he and I were having a conversation because of something they talked about in school yesterday. And he was like, so for those of you that don't know, we have a few houses that we, we have that we rent out to other people and um, like long-term rentals. And um, he's very aware of that. And so he starts something at school that they talked about triggered him asking me about those. And he's like, so do you have mortgages on those houses? And how did you get those? And so, and then, you know, so I, I was kind of explaining and we've talked about it before. He's like, yeah, no, I know, I know a little bit. And I'm like, oh, sorry that I'm you know, <laughs> trying to give you too much information. <laughs> it's okay. Know um, that mom. <laughs> I know. But then, but then he was like, okay, well, once I'm older and I'm ready to buy a house, can you help me with that? And I'm like, of course. But it was just, it was cool to kind of start mm. seeing that you know, come out as questions. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. That's great. And I I feel like as, you know, as the world is, is heading in a different place, I think it's important to have these conversations with our kids starting at a young age, whether it's, you know, yes, you need to apply for a mortgage and this is what you need to do, or you have to have insurance, even renter's insurance and car insurance. And sometimes you pay for it and never use it. It's just a thing that you have to have because, when you need it, it's good that it's there. And so that's, this is a horrible segue, but <laughs> <laughs> that is very similar to the work that we're doing, right? Like the work that you and I are doing, or it's like our insurance. We are investing in ourselves and it's there when we need it. And if we do the work and we we invest in ourselves and we spend the time to do those things, then when we're, we're faced with these moments of choice, we can say, I acknowledge that I'm content in this situation and, I, you know, whatever, whatever work I need to do to be content in this situation, I'm prepared to do. Isn't that a horrible segue? No, it's kind of a good one, actually. I was no. going with this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So now we're going to move on to Am I Normal? And it was recently, it was recently recommended to me a book called The Myth of Normal. And so I can't wait to read that because let's deconstruct what normal is because it's different for everybody. So anyway, uh, my am I normal this week is this. I would like to know if it is normal to 
um, when I walk downstairs, I have slippers next to my steps because I have to wear slippers when I walk around my downstairs floor that's hardwood because if I feel icky on my feet, I have to vacuum. And yeah. I don't want to vacuum. <laughs> so I put slippers on and ignore it. Well, is it even possible to have children and not have grit on your floor? I don't, that, know. You know, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. My kid so came I, home I, from uh, uh, yesterday and he had sand all in his shoes. And <laughs> it was like all over the floor now. And I stepped on it and I said, Jack, what is this? And he goes, it's sand. And he got this big <laughs> grin on his face. He's like, I got to play the playground twice yesterday. And I'm like, oh gosh, go get the vacuum. <laughs> like, I, it's great that you had fun and you brought it home, but clean it up. Thanks. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's normal. The okay. not wanting to step on it and also the not wanting to vacuum. So I like vacuuming. That's one of my favorite chores. Laundry and dishes are like the bottom of the barrel for me that's fair I I also am not a fan of dishes they don't take me very long to do but I hate every no. second of it yeah I don't know why I just dread every 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 second I feel like maybe because it's such a constant right and it's, mm-hmm. it's like and if you if you don't do it for like a small you know one meal you've yeah. screwed yourself for like the entire week yes yes so I also find it extremely satisfying to pick up dirty laundry and put it in the laundry room. Like, I think that is so satisfying than the act of actually like moving it from the washer to the dryer, meh. Folding yeah. it and putting it away, meh. Ugh. But when the rooms are clean and clear, it's so satisfying. And well, and or when you put all your clothes, so I, I like to organize my closet by color. I'm weird. And so when I have all my clothes all put away and pretty, I'm like, oh, I love walking in here and seeing it this way, but I hate doing it. Yeah. I mean, so I got guess- a little extra pressure by yeah. coordinating it. I mean, that's, I feel like that's an unnecessary step, but if it makes you happy, it makes you happy. Well, and I feel like it's organized that way, right? So that it's easy. I like put my black shirt on the hanger. It goes with all the black shirts. If I put my pink shirt on the hanger, it goes with all the, you know, pinky ratty shirts. <laughs> pinky ready well, I love it yeah it's a, it's a rainbow yeah exactly that's um, so funny I guess that's my am I normal is it is it normal to color code your closet I'm gonna go with no <laughs> but if it makes you happy that it's normal for you good with not being normal it's fine I all right listen before I met my husband I folded everything I never hung anything up unless it was work pants I folded everything. Everything was folded and it went in the thing. And then I met my husband and he's like, why do you fold anything? Put everything on hangers. And I'm like, oh, brilliant. So now we put everything <laughs> on hangers and we have barely anything in our dresser. Yeah, laundry is just the bane of my existence. Uh, my cousin in New York City, she sends her laundry out and pays for it to be done and folded and returned to her. And I'm like, man, I, that's bank. Like I would totally pay for that <laughs> service because um, they, they do it by the pound. There was somebody in my neighborhood when I was in North Carolina still that would come and get your laundry and bring it back to you in a folded bag. I didn't, I never tried it. I kept seeing it and I was like, this is a good service. I would rather that than someone come clean my house because I'm the person that cleans before they come to clean. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. I just find it, it's not worth it to me and then you know but as soon as the kids get home like the house is really dirty again so I may as well just do it myself whereas laundry Mm -hmm. it could just come to me already organized in piles and all I have to do is put it away like that would be pretty awesome 
my mom, when I was a kid, when we would go on vacation for like a week and we'd come home, she'd put all the dirty clothes in in bags, sorted, in the car, all of our sheets and all of our comforters in the car. We'd go to the closest laundromat. We would do it all in hour. She she would get every single machine. She would do every single wash. She'd move everything. We'd fold everything. We'd bring it home. We'd be done in an hour. Me, when I get home from vacation, spend seven days doing laundry and whatever at home because you can just do one load at a time. But, um, you know, different time. It was a different time. We don't have quarters <laughs> anymore. <laughs> right? If I had to find court, like enough court, I'd be, I'd be so pissed off about it. <laughs> Although the machines probably take card now. I don't even know. I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't even remember the last time I went to a laundromat. No. I got these mantra cards. Um, I posted about them. So you may have seen it. I think I posted it in our stories on our Instagram. You can follow us at intentional.as.a.mother. These mantra cards, I'm sorry, are by Aaron Marahue. Um, and they're really interesting. There's 52 cards in the deck. It's for healing and empowerment. You can choose one and focus on that for the week, or you can do a new one every day or whatever. But I really liked this one. And I think it's appropriate for what we're, what we've talked about today. So I challenge you to allow yourself to feel the discomfort of witnessing other people's pain without trying to rescue them. I like that. Me too. All right, your turn. Okay, so I, I have a quote, but then I also have, so while I was thinking about what I wanted to say today, there is a song. It's kind of a weird little song, but um, I'm going to tell you guys about it. And Are you going to sing it for can, us? Um, definitely not. You don't, oh. you guys do not want to hear me sing. So it's a song. I actually didn't even know about it. Everybody is aware because we talked about it, that my, my dad passed away last August. And after he passed away, when I was preparing for his service, I reached out to family and friends and just said, hey, I'm putting together a playlist of songs that my dad liked so that I can have it and so we can use it as a memorial. Is there, you know, any song that reminds you of him or he introduced you to? And one of his cousin's wives sent me a song and it is very much my dad, but it also very much just feels like the right song for this moment. So I challenge you to go listen to it. It is called The Cape and it is by Guy Clark. And final thought for today or final quote for the day, being okay if it happens and okay if it doesn't is a very powerful place to be. Yes, I agree. All right. Thank you. See y'all next week. See you guys next week. Bye. If you want to leave us feedback, please review our podcast on whatever app that you're listening to. That helps us. You can also email us hello at intentionalasamother.com or follow us on Instagram at intentional.as.a.mother. And we will see you next week. Bye.